Hello, everyone, and welcome to Blake Shopeport Podcast, episode 139. Benjamin Yoder here today to talk to you about video games, although I don't really have a lot to talk about, honestly. It's been a, it's been kind of a slow week, and also my sleep schedule is like completely out of whack again this weekend. Just like various things, I food poisoned myself. It was a great time. Everything was good, and the world was good was great. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, and in terms of news and games I've been playing, news I really have like almost nothing. Let's just let's just get it out of the way right now. Uh, basically, the only thing I have on my list for news is uh, Snack World which is, uh, there's a trailer for it, and it, it comes out actually pretty soon. Um, I didn't really have anything to say about it. I do like that it's very much that like top-down action RPG kind of thing that I like with games like Fantasy Star and Crystal Chronicles, and I would like to get around to it, and it's definitely on my list of eventually to check out, but I just don't know when I'll actually get around to checking it out. And then, like, at the same time, also, recently, you know, coming back from Japan, spent a lot of money. So I don't really want to spend a lot of money on uh, buying games, especially since I added tons and tons of games to my collection recently through that, that Japan trip. So I'm like... Maybe, maybe don't buy Snack World, but I also kind of want to support it at the same time. Uh, I probably won't get it, unfortunately, but it will will sit on my list of eventually, and hopefully someday I'll take a look at it. I'm sorry, Snack World. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know what else to say about that. Um, uh, that being said, at the same time, I also pre-ordered that, pre-ordered that Yakuza collection. Uh, cause I specifically, I want to play Yakuza three sometime in the near future. I want to get moving on that series because it took me like 10 years to get from Yakuza one to Yakuza two. So I want to speed up that, that, uh, that, you know, series of games for me so I can catch up a bit more. I mean, I won't, I doubt I'll ever completely catch up, but, but I would like to play those games a bit more, um, a bit more often, I guess. I don't know. Yakuza games. I, I like, I would like to get sick of them. I would, I would either like to get further or get sick of them. And if I get sick of them, that's fine. Uh, but at the, at the, right now I feel like I could get more out of the Yakuza series. Uh, and I also pre-ordered animal crossing, um, new horizons. Is that what it's called? I believe, uh, mainly because I freaking know I'm going to end up buying it anyways. Um, and I wanted that target pre-order, which has the journal that comes with it. And I really like how that journal looks. The only thing is, is that the pre-order was like a magazine ad. And I don't really know, um, if the website had it. When I looked online, I didn't see any mention on the page that, that you get the journal with the pre-order kind of thing. So I might need to reach out to them and be like, Hey, is this something that, that you get ordering online? Or is this something to do in the store? And how do you know which stores have valid, you know, things? My sister actually tried to pre-order at her local, uh, target and uh, they basically told her, no, we don't accept pre-orders. Reminds me of a long time ago. <laughs> I was trying to pre-order Mario Kart Double Dash at a Walmart because it had a special demo disc that would come with it if you if you bought it there or something. And man, I, I had this uh, older lady who had no idea what she was doing with pre-ordering stuff, which is fine. But <laughs> she was just like immensely confused of just like, why, why are you doing this? Do you not get the game now? And, and how do I put this into the computer system? So it's like this very, very like scary thing of like, am I actually going to get this disc when, when the game comes out? And I did, I don't remember what's on that demo disc kind of thing. It'd be fun. Like Giant Bomb does something called Demo Derby and it's like a really, really silly show, but I think it's a really fun concept of just like, Hey, here's a, here's a demo disc that you can just kind of play through a bunch of trials of games and and stuff but that'd be kind of fun to do something stream wise with that i feel like 
I don't know. Maybe someday we'll we'll do it as like a break kind of game between things. Right now, I think we'll we'll probably try to get back to playing a full game in the near future. Um, I guess kind of speaking of speaking of which, um, so so uh, last week I streamed um, Dojin games. So so you know I I went to Comic Cat, bought a bunch of Dojin games, brought them back here. And so I originally was like, maybe we should just get back to Martian Gothic. But I was like, I would like to do something with these Dojin games. Otherwise, they'll sit on my shelf forever and I'll never look at them. So so I went ahead and and set aside all my Dojin games over here. And we, we played a handful on stream. Uh, I had also tested some of them out ahead of time just to make sure that I could properly uh, stream uh, Dojin games. And also some of them were like cards that I had to download uh, the, the data from a website kind of thing using like a password. So I went ahead and did those ahead of time. So so most of my week this week in terms of playing games has been Dojin games. Um, and a lot of these Dojin games I did go ahead and play on stream, but I have played a li- some of these a bit more uh, since the since the stream. And and I kind of wanted to talk about them because I played them and or played them essentially to completion, but they ended up all being trials that I played to completion, which in some ways is a little disappointing, but at the same time it's fine because like you know. I got a lot of Dojin games and something like Ghost 9 Solid, which I played in stream, is like a really cool idea. I have no idea when I'll get to like sitting around and playing that game in full, <laughs> um, especially since it seems a little like I'll have to figure quite a bit of stuff out with that game to really uh, uh, get anywhere with it. So, so having a game that's just like, here's a trial, here's 10 levels of this concept that you apparently I found interesting enough at Comic Get to buy whatever they had sitting there on the shelf for, for one to $20, depending on the game. Um, so the big ones I played, uh, and, and some of these, I, I, or all of these, I believe I play on stream. Actually one I did not, but anyways, uh, Dref and, uh, Anika, this game actually has some press coverage out there. I saw that us gamer put an article out there. I, I believe last week that talked about it a little bit, but this is a uh, adventure rhythm game where you're this like little cat girl and you kind of walk around and like collect items and and stuff and I think you get like different clothing as well. Um, and you walk around this environment and talk to these NPCs and stuff. And then once you get to uh, these boss battles, it plays like a rhythm game. So you have like this little staff that you go and you're like on this 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 horizontal plane that you move kind of left and right between and. Um, and uh, when these energy balls come flying at you and they hit the ground, you have to press the button. So it's pretty simple, a single button game, but you have to kind of go back and forth from the left side and the right side of this area. And there's also uh, like orb colors that that aren't things you want to hit and you just want to avoid them. They have like little angry faces on them or something. So so it's, it's, it's a pretty simple game, but I like how it feels. I've been playing it mainly on hard because, uh, it's simple enough that I can kind of keep up with it. The big, the big problem I have with a lot of rhythm games is usually it's the input method more than anything. Like a pop of music has like nine buttons on it. And I just have a hard time getting used to, you know, reading what, what, you know, note signifies pressing what button kind of thing. And I think I prefer smaller amounts of buttons with like Aikatsu and things like that, where it's just like, here's three buttons and you're good to go kind of thing. Um, but you know, it, a lot of it, I think just comes down to mastery. Um, and I, I'll go into this when I, in my Atokadol video, actually. So if you don't know, I'm working on a Atokadol video. Uh, I got a pretty, pretty far into the script this week, actually, but, but yeah, I've been working on that. Anyways, we'll talk about that more at the end of the video or into the podcast. But, um, 
yeah, so I think I just prefer like simpler games that that ratchet up the difficulty to some degree, but you know isn't necessarily crazy when you're on hard. Like if you play any arcade rhythm game on hard, it's like a nightmare mess. <laughs> um, so so yeah, but it is nice that you you can like with a pop of music, the ceiling is so high that somebody can go all the way if they really want to with that thing. But um, but yeah, so it's fun. It's really cute. There's two songs in the demo I have. Um, and, and once, uh, like, a well, there's always a boss fight battle against this lady named Lily. And, uh, what's kind of nice is she changes outfits depending on the, like the theme of the area you're in. So I think she has like a normal kind of like, uh, I don't know if you'd call it like a adventurer kind of magician outfit kind of thing. Like, like kind of a long leather coat kind of thing. But then she also has, uh, uh, in the, in the, uh, beach area, she calls herself like mermaid Lily and she has like a bathing suit on um with and she has like an inflatable tube with her and stuff and then in, and i saw in the trailer there's actually a steam page for this game because it is coming out in english and i think it comes out like next month actually um uh there's like a steam robot thing she's with and she has like a cowboy outfit on so it's, it's pretty cute i might end up buying that and checking it out and, and playing through it depending on uh you know where i'm at with games here uh in a month or so but um but yeah i had a lot of fun with it art's really cute too i like it a lot it, it's definitely budget in the Dojin game sense in terms of, you know, or maybe in the early access sense of just like, you know, it, it, it's, it's kind of chunky and, and, you know, sometimes the asset place isn't quite right. You have some trees that are kind of floating in the air a little bit and things like that. Um, but, you know, I think, I feel like there's really a, 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 a real, real try at making a video game in there. And I have a feeling it's one of those games that might launch a little rough, but might, you know, after a few months might get cleaned up a little bit to make it a bit more accessible. I don't know if we'll ever get to the point that it's like, you know, fully polished or anything, but you know, it's, it's a, it's a cute idea overall. And it's got some, some fun music. I actually really like the main theme and the, uh, they also have like the ability or they also have in like the, uh, crab battle like or not really the crab battle but like the the beach area they have like a remix of the theme with like a more tropical uh sounding version of it which i like the other thing i played on stream was call sign exe beta version 2 uh and or version point two, i should say um and so this is a real like like real base level prototype thing of uh they worked out some controls and that's kind of about it um so basically how the game works is it's it's 100 based around the analog stick so you use your left stick to move per usual and then you also uh can flick the the left stick to basically do dodge rolls uh the, the one thing that you don't do on analog sticks is i, I believe the camera is the triggers as well so you can rotate the camera using the triggers and then on the right stick if you hold the analog stick in a direction you shoot a gun, and then if you uh, flick it, you do, like, a melee attack. Uh, I showed this a little bit on stream, but the problem I was running into is that the game would softlock <laughs> very easily on the second battle. And so, basically, what I did after that stream was I went into it and and just kind of messed around with different ways to kill enemies. Because I, I had a feeling that the problem was is that the enemies were dying, but for some, th for some reason, the trigger was messing up on, on them dying. So, the first thing I tried doing was just shooting everybody to death, which seemed to lock the first battle... Um, and the other thing I noticed when I shot the enemies to death is like, I, I had meleeed them to the ground and then shot them to death. So it's like, okay, there's probably two issues or one or two issues with these, tr this trigger one, um, either shooting them to death doesn't trigger it properly or two, them being on the ground when they die, doesn't trigger properly properly, which I think the latter might be more of it because I seem to recall in the other playthroughs I did possibly, you know, just killing them while they are knocked down. 
Um, so I basically let them stand up and then just did not shoot them and just meleeed them to death. Uh, and that seemed to trigger go through the entire demo, which is basically five different rooms full of enemies. And then you hit a little light bar at the end and goes, thanks for playing. Uh, but I did look at the readme file and they said they were going to continue to update the, um, the download code that I, that I have. And they basically said, you know, keep this download code so you can keep downloading the demo as updates come through. So I went ahead and followed them on Twitter, but you know, knowing my Twitter, I'm not going to really keep up with them, but hopefully I keep it in my mind. And, and so I can keep checking in to see how, how it goes. I actually really like the look of the game. It reminds me a lot of like Mega Man Legends or something. So, so it's a nice looking game, just not really a lot there content wise at the moment. Uh, I probably paid like 100 yen for it if I paid anything. So it probably was like close to like 95 cents. So it's not, not, you know, you can get, you can get some games for a dollar these days or even free, but you know, uh, eh, don't worry about it too much. I, th I try not to think about game value too much these days in terms of pricing, if I can. Not always the case. Like Mochia Girl was a pretty pricing game for like less than an hour worth of content. And I did like that game, but it did feel like that game was missing something. It's always really hard to, to, to do that, like, value, time, length, judgment call. And the other game I played on the stream uh, was... Rab well, I played a lot of games on the stream, but this is one of the other ones that I, I revisited after the stream. was Rabbit, uh, Rabbit Story of Elena and Lissica. Uh, this is the trial trial version as well, and it's 0.6. The version number is 0.6. Um, so I, I looked at their website and it looks like they hadn't made a lot of progress in a while with this game. So it could be that they're just kind of coasting right now, uh, while they do other things and, and still just showing up at shows and showing it off. But, uh, this game, I, I wanted to like it. It's, it's kind of like this, uh, I, I don't know what you'd call it. It's not really a puzzle game. It's more like just a platformer where you kind of rotate around the center area and um you kind of try to get these two rabbit girls to get into the center and then once they're both there the the mission is over but there's just not a lot to it uh you kind of collect these carrots and and you kind of you know jump on some of these enemies sometimes and there's some some minor platforming challenges and stuff like that but uh and there's a lot you can do with the game in terms of, like switching between characters controlling both characters you can shoot for some reason i guess i mean it stuns enemies so so for that's the reason um um but like it's it's just really slow paced and there's not a lot to do in it so it's more of just kind of like following a path to the end of the level and and that's kind of it um but i do like how it looks it has some nice art as well but uh yeah it's just not really not really doing it for me so kind of thankfully it's only 10 levels long I thought there was like a character select screen uh, where you can kind of like go back and forth between looking at these two different characters. But when I actually tried to select the other character, it started the same game, which makes sense because the game always has two characters at once. Although you do kind of start with one character as your default. Um, but in trying to select the other character, it really didn't introduce anything new. So I think it might just be like a profile screen where it's like, hey, get to know about these two characters a bit before you start playing kind of thing. Uh, so there's about 10 levels. And then there's also uh, user created levels and you can create your own levels as well. And uh, I, I did look at some of those and a lot of them were very elaborate and, and everything and very, very, very dense. And there are there are a lot of uh, like uh, platform types and stuff that actually don't show up in the main trial at all. So, so it's like a bounce pad and like air stuff that can push you around and things like that. But uh, I just I, I look at it and the pace of that game is so slow. And it's like this is probably just going to be a very long, tedious path to the end of the level, and that's kind of it. 
So I I just kind of ended it after the uh, the main trial stages were done. I was like, okay, I'm I'm probably good. I don't, I don't think I'll check this game out anymore, but I do like the look of it quite a bit. And it's a little a little sad that the pace is a little slow. If, if they can speed it up and find something more interesting to do as you go through the level, I think that that could help a lot. But as it is right now, it's just kind of a little plain. Speaking of nothing to do, though, um, the other other thing I played, I did not play this on stream. I don't know if I'll play this on stream next week or not, is Tama Walker. I actually played this for Tim because uh, I just like shared it with him on Discord. And uh, Tama Walker is not a video game as far as I can tell. You basically just walk around in an environment and uh, you look at stuff. Uh, I think the characters are based off some TV show. It's like Demon Girl Next Door or something. Uh, Oscar, when I was in Japan uh uh who's a game developer i'll link his twitter in the thing um uh he he told me a, bit, a little bit about it while i was there because there's like some there's like some bread store promotion that was going on along with it and uh but yeah i don't really know anything about the show otherwise and um you just kind of walk around these characters and there's nothing you do as far as i can tell there's nothing you can do to interact so it's a nice looking environment with a nice looking character models but there's basically nothing to it so so you walk around for a while and then you just kind of are done you can take screenshots by pressing the a button if you have it and uh yeah that's kind of it so i marked it as beat on my backlog even i'm just like I, there's nothing to beat here <laughs> Maybe I should just mark it as null. I don't know. I mean, I fully explored the environment. I don't know. I'm going to inflate my beat number doing it that way. So, so yeah. And then uh, also, I think I talked about this last week a little bit, but I also played Soul Saber 1.5. I was trying to make sure it wasn't um, not safe for work, but I didn't end up playing it on stream. Um, and and it is it is uh, definitely erotic, but it uh, it's, it's only erotic in the sense of, like, you know, very similar to a lot of other, like, you know, sexy center Kagura style games, something like that with clothes like rip off and stuff. So you can turn clothes destruction off, which I might just do anyways, which honestly I might just do all the time anyways, because like you can buy outfits in that game, but if they get torn up, then you don't really get to see them. So I'd rather just have the outfit. <laughs> yes. So I might just by default, turn that off all the time. Uh, but yeah, it's like a arena fighter kind of thing and it's not amazing, but it works, which, which sometimes with Dojin games can be pretty impressive. Like, Hey, somebody tried to build this thing and it works. Um, and you know, maybe it's less impressive these days with the modern day indie, indie scene and things like that. Um, but, but it's, it, it's fun enough. I played through the entire arcade mode and, uh, had a, had a good time with it. It's, it's kind of, you know, gotcha force, you know, virtual Gundam versus kind of thing. Uh, but with anime ladies with big old boobies, uh, that jiggle around and stuff. So, but it's fun. And I, I definitely played more doge and stuff, but those were kind of the ones I went and did deep dives on, or at least as deep as a dive as I could on a trial kind of thing. Um, I also been playing a little bit more God Eater, uh, nothing really new there. Although I will say that like, uh, so one feature that's been introduced in the second half of the game is the rage burst feature where, uh, you basically make these pledges to the gods where, where you, you basically select a God you're fighting and then say, I'm going to do these certain actions to you. And then after I do these actions, um, uh, I get a stat boost kind of thing. Um, and some like some bonuses in general. Um, but when, when that happens, you like, you like grow these like big, like, I guess like energy wing things and this, uh, music plays and you know, it's, uh, it's not the, the, the biggest thing is, is that like, if you're playing with three people, 
and everybody has their own rage burst meter and everything. The song is basically playing every couple minutes. So so it's like really disruptive of the music in the game often. So it's it's a little silly, but um yeah, I don't know. I mean it still plays fine and, and you definitely want to use the rage burst feature. It's just kind of funny that that the music in the game, which is actually generally the music in God Eater is very good, just gets overwritten with this like butt rock sounding <laughs> sounding theme. And I've also been playing a, a Way Out again. A friend of mine wanted to sit down and check it out. And, you know, A Way Out, if you don't know, it's basically like a forced co-op kind of game. You have to play it with another person, and it has to be played split screen, although you can do, like, online split screen. Basically, like, a, a very kind of low-budget adventure game with a lot of, like, uh, unique actions and stuff. It reminds me a lot of, like, Disaster Day of Crisis, where it focuses on, focuses on variety, but not necessarily, like, really polishing those aspects of the game. So everything just feels a little off, but it tries to do a lot. And, um, and I think that's kind of what makes it a little charming and i actually liked the game quite a bit from what i recall at least and what from what i've been replaying um i do remember people not being so hot on it when it came out but um but yeah basically been replaying that and i I, you know i've already talked about it so i don't want to get you know too too deep into it i already have a podcast where i've gone through it but um but yeah it's, it's been fun again i think i'm playing a different character i couldn't remember who i played through with last time so i chose the uh the taller guy i forget his name one of the guys is Vincent, but I can't remember the other guy's name. Anyways, yeah, I don't want to get like linger on a way out again that much because I already kind of talked to that game to death about a year or so ago. I think it's been a year. It's it's been a while since I played a way out at the very least, but it's still still pretty fun. If you haven't played it, I definitely recommend checking it out. If you're if you're into if you can, you know, we're talking about Dojin games and stuff this stream. If you if you can put up with the Dojin game, you can put up with the the funkiness of a way out. And that's kind of it for this week. So you know what that means? We're gonna do a video gaming bit. It's been a little bit. Um, if you don't know, this is basically where I uh, go into my backloggery, and there's a feature called Fortune Cookie, and we pull a random game from my connection or collection, not connection, and uh, and just talk about it for a little bit. So I'm going to go ahead and open that fortune cookie. (laughs) And I got Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon. I'm going to probably skip on this one. I don't know what I can say about Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon. I will say the one thing that I always found entertaining about this game was in the bottom left-hand corner of the screen, I believe, um, you had this uh, little icon of your character that showed your current position. So you could see your little army man like standing prone or, or, or... uh, on you know kneeled down and I always thought that was kind of a fun thing it did always bother me that in combat in these games that you couldn't see your gun uh, it was always just a reticle in the front of the screen and that was it just I don't know for a game that kind of aims to be realistic I would think and you know I don't know I guess I haven't really used a gun very often but like I would think most times if you're using a gun you probably have it in your eyesight so you can actually aim at things <laughs> so I don't know but uh but or maybe that's the thought it's like you're always looking down the gun sights I don't know it always was weird to me that they didn't render the guns, but maybe it was a budget thing kind of thing. I assume at some point Tom Hansen's Ghost Recon has rendered the guns. There was that whole E3 presentation where they had the connect on stage where they, they took the gun apart. So they, they, they have cared about guns at some point. So so the other game I got after this is Kirby's Dreamland. So let's go from Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon to Kirby's Dreamland. Kirby's is white on the box of this one, so he's kind of ghost-like. <laughs> um, I'm actually a huge fan of Kirby's Dreamland. I've probably talked about this game a handful of times now, but that's just kind of the side effect of being a video game bit. I also have an article about uh, this as well that I wrote a long time ago, but I really like Kirby's Dreamland. It may be my favorite Kirby game. Uh, the reason being is that it forces you to work with Kirby's moveset, so, so, you know, after Kirby's Dreamland, I think it was Kirby's Adventure on the NES, just kind of a remake of Kirby's Dreamland, I believe. 
Um, you know, they added in the the ability to gain powers by eating enemies, and that's really cool. And I and, and I like copyability as a as a mechanic of a game. Uh, but Kirby was, you know, Kirby was and still is, you know, kind of his own weird character when he doesn't have a copy ability. He can, you know, and when he does to some extent. But, you know, he can, like, float around and stuff and, like, blow air out of his mouth, which is, like, an attack. And then, you know, suck an enemy, shoot enemies out. All that stuff. And you have this, like, really fascinating moveset with Kirby. And I feel like when, when they added the copy ability, the, the, the real goal of that game is to get another copy ability as fast as possible if you lose it. Like, you never want to just be normal Kirby in those games uh, because it's kind of actually very strange to play as Kirby on his own. Um, and and so Kirby's Dreamland is just like a really unique feeling platformer because there is no copy ability in that game. So you have to rely on, like, the floatiness of Kirby to navigate those environments, you know, uh, sucking enemies to shoot shoot things back out at things. And then also like, you know, your air, air blows and things like that. It's just like a very strange moveset because Kirby's not just jumping on an enemy or something like that. He has, you know, all this other stuff that he does. And it's like a weirdly complicated character for the Game Boy, actually, especially for a game that was made to be like very simple and appealing for, for most people. Uh, but I guess, you know, being able to float over all the gaps and stuff <laughs> is, is kind of what plays into that. Um, but Kirby's Dreamland is the only game that forces you, as far as I know, that forces you to play in that play style. I mean, there there is Kirby's Blowout Blast, but it's kind of a different thing. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's weird because you know this Kirby is in every other game, but it's just like it, it's it's almost like a detriment that if you're ever just playing as normal Kirby in that game, it's like like it's always just like oh, I'm in a position of vulnerability, I need to switch over to something else. Or Kirby's Dreamland says, hey, you have to work with this moveset, and I and I really love that about this game, and and because of that, it's it's definitely my favorite because it just has a you really. Like nothing about it is unique per se, but the fact that you the the lack of copy abilities makes you have to interact with those things, and so it makes it very unique. Um, I mean, you could definitely play through a Kirby game and just say, "I'm never going to use copy abilities," and you know that's that's your decision. But here, you have to not use copy abilities. So, I kind of wish they did uh, more with Kirby without the copy abilities. One of two things: I wish they do more with Kirby without the copy abilities, or more with Kirby where the copy ability is a set copy ability that they know you have. And and they can build the game around that. One of my favorite, second favorite things about the Kirby, uh, or specifically the Kirby Anniversary Edition, although I think in Kirby Return to Dreamland for the Wii, these were in there too, but I've only ever played the uh, Kirby Anniversary Edition of these. Uh, there's like these levels where you have power-ups, and those power-ups are built into like this tri time trial kind of setup. And I really like those levels because they really make you use your specific ability in specific ways. And Kirby does have parts of the stage that are built to, you know, be worked with different copy abilities. I mean, that's kind of how you unlock all the real endings in that game is trying to figure out what copy ability you need at what point of the stage and then retaining that copy ability and getting it there. Um, but but I wish like an entire stage was built around copy abilities more often um, and, and those little trial things in the anniversary collection that I assume were just running on the return to dreamland engine, uh, were always super fun to me. I really liked that. So those are the two things I want out of Kirby more, more, no copy ability and more locked in copy ability, I guess. So, and then I also would really like a 3d Kirby game at some point. I know that's probably not going to be good. Uh, I picked up Kirby Blowout Blast because I wanted that to be the Kirby 3D game I wanted, but uh, you know, it's Blowout Blast is very interesting in its own right, but it's not not what I what I've always wanted. There's like some old like uh, screenshots they had of like a GameCube 3D Kirby that I that I that I always was like, ah, oh, I wish I had a chance to play that kind of thing. Actually, I think it might only be one screenshot. Now that I think about it. 
Anyways, I actually have a weird timing on this this recording, so I actually don't know how long it's been, but I'm going to guess it's probably been about 20, 20, 30 minutes. So if not, shorter episode this week. So thanks for coming. Uh, uh, just to kind of recap what's going on right now, uh, I'm working on a Tokadol script right now for a video, and I kind of get some of these videos you know, queued up a bit. So I'm working on multiple at once right now. So the Token All script is, uh, I, I kind of basically dumped my thoughts out on a page at this point and I'm now trying to reorganize them into something that is, you know, actually, uh, uh, has a flow to it. It's a little hard with that game because, you know, being a game that nobody really has played, I have to really explain what that game is pretty intensely versus being able to, you know, just focus on what I like about it kind of thing. Um, so I am, uh, working on that. And then, uh, I also, and, and also if you, if you go to my Twitter feed, I am just like vomiting about took it all, all the time. If you want to see it there. Uh, so sorry about that. If you're annoyed by that, but if you, if you're into that, then cool. I'm glad. Like I actually have maybe gotten more, more like interactions on Twitter in the last like week or two than within the last, like, you know, six months from just talking about a took it all. And it's like, it's been it's been fun to see like you know the Japanese community is very fun fun to interact with and then also it's been fun to see who in the U.S. community uh, has has kind of cropped up be like hey I like this <laughs> I like this too and I'm like good I'm glad somebody else cares I don't know if anybody has played it per se um, I haven't really talked to anybody who's actively played it but I I did, I did know there was at least some um community before because there is an english language Tokodol wiki that hasn't been updated in a long time i need to reach out to the the wiki uh owner for that and just have a conversation with them and you know maybe see if there's something we could do uh you know i don't really know in terms of what else i'd want to talk about with a Tokodol after i finish a video but if i can find some some angle i would, I would always you know love to chat with somebody about about Tokodol. so <laughs> that'd be a fun thing um, and then the other thing is I'm, I'm working on the Xenoblade Chronicles 2 video. I haven't gotten too deep into it, but I basically have started editing the beginning of the video. It's going okay so far. The, the hardest thing with these videos and, and knowing when they'll be done is that a lot of it depends on how specific I am in the script and how hard it is to find the footage of the thing I'm looking for. So, you know, being an RPG, there's a lot of stuff recorded I have. So I had to sift through quite a bit to, to find the bits I'm talking about. Um... But I hope to get that, you know, moving further and everything. I don't know if I'll work on it more tonight. It's 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 pretty late, but at the same time, I slept from like two to seven o'clock today on accident. So rest in peace. Maybe I'll be stuck awake. Sleep schedule's been all over the place, unfortunately. So and then uh yeah, and then in terms of stream stuff, you know, I did the Dojin stream last week, so you can you can watch that. I'm probably gonna do another Dojin stream this week. I just have a lot of Dojin games, so it'd be nice to sit down and play through. Uh, more than we ought to play through all of them, but but I, I would like to spend more time on them in general. So yeah, once again, thanks for coming. OneControlReport.com is the website. Like I said, or like you probably already know at this point, but I should probably be more consistent about mentioning this stuff. Uh, podcasts are every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific time, and then streams are every Thursday at uh, 7 p.m. Pacific time. So if you want to come for the stream, I'm on Twitch and YouTube. So. So it's also linked on my main page. So if you go to onecontrollport.com, uh, I have like the, the at the top of my page, I have like a Twitch link. If you want to go there, I really should rebrand my Twitch to be to match one controller port. But yeah, um, but yeah, that's it. Thanks for coming. I hope you have a great week. Bye.